Hey, hey, it's Kiss. You're listening to Ergo. We're bringing you a couple special go-back episodes where we dig into the crates this week in leading up to the Pitchfork Music Festival, which is happening this weekend. Two Ergo alums are performing, and we wanted to go back and find the first conversations that we had with them live on the air. Those two artists are Rick Wilson and Tasha. On this episode, you can hear our first conversation with Tasha from November 2016. She had just put out her Divine Love EP, which was kind of her musical entry into the Chicago creative community, and she was working with BYP 100 at the time. It's a great conversation. We also had her back on in November of 2018, and she's coming back this week as part of our second Ergo live show alongside e-viewing. It's at Seatlaline Gallery, 2005 South Blue Island. It's going to be Wednesday the 17th, free, open to the public, going to be a great show so make sure you check that out make sure you catch her at pitchfork if you're going to be there she's performing on sunday and in the meantime enjoy this conversation from deep in the ergo crates let's go back to our conversation with tasha What a delightful intro. What's up? <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's, uh, it's Thursday at noon, or it is whatever time it is when you're listening to this. This is Ergo Radio. We're on WHPK 88.5. My name is Damon Alexander Williams. And I'm Daniel Bowden Kisslinger, aka uh, Kiss. That's the first time we've done the AKAs. What's your AKA for today? Um, AKA is still too early. <laughs> <laughs> TJ is still too early. It's, it's never, it's never not too early to, to be awake. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in with us here. What we do every Thursday, aka Vanilla Lawn John. <laughs> is that you or me? That was actually me, but I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> we showcase strong young voices from Chicago and beyond every week. A conversation with another artist, writer, organizer, activist, musician, person reshaping the culture of the city for the more equitable and the more creative. We have a fantastic guest with us here today on a very strange day. Um, but first, a couple community announcements. What do you got, Dame? Anything? Hey, what's up, community? <laughs> <laughs> I'm announcing. All right. Oh, I got you. <laughs> Here's what I got. <laughs> you ready? Uh, today, this evening, this Thursday evening, City Bureau Ergo alums are doing a, uh, an event with another Ergo alum. The worlds collide. Uh, E-viewing will be doing their first public newsroom event. It's at the Experimental Station on 61st and Blackstone. Um, no experience necessary, but if you're interested in learning about how to engage as a journalist in our city and in our world, that's a great place to be. Um, Church on the Nine on Sunday. Uh, on Monday at the Promontory, the corner is their poetry thing, which we hosted a while back. I'm not going to say the name because it's the worst name for an event of all time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great lineup. It's a... HML, J- Ergo alum, Jamila Woods, and uh, Plus Sign on Monday. So that wow. sounds nuts. They, they got Jamila over there? I know, right? That's, man. And then the last thing uh, coming up. I think she up. doesn't know she's famous yet. 
<laughs> nobody tell her. I want her to like do our gigs. <laughs> the last thing is next Thursday, uh, your, uh, your, your, your friendly radio hosts, Damon and Daniel, will be on a panel at a conference. We have our own thing at the People Power Publishing Conference put on by the Illinois Humanities Council next Thursday. Uh, it's called Ergo Amplifying the Chicago Renaissance. I'm pretty sure the panels, the uh, conference is sold out, but you might still be able to get in. Check that out. And uh, Bella Boz will be joining us there. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to get our academician on. What's the term? Whoa. I got a little <laughs> out of control there. We're, we're going academic for, for an afternoon. Um, and then, of course, the last thing next Tuesday, uh, you should vote. I think. What do you think? For at least something on the ballot. Let's introduce our guests and then have that conversation. <laughs> like we can start right with that. Cool. Hey! Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here <laughs> and to be with you. You're such a, you're such a, you're the best. We got Tasha, Tasha Vietz. We, oh my God! I, I knew you were gonna. I, I did, gonna I did, I did jumble that. I tried to like <laughs> keep it moving, but woo! I'm so excited to hey. see you. How are you? Say, say for the record, can you say, say it correctly? Yeah, correctly. It's Tasha Vietz Van Leer. Vietz Van Leer. I actually was close. I actually, if I would have said with confidence, yeah, yeah, that's I would have had it. I just got saying. nervous looking at you. And my, uh, my, my old radio show. I never wanted to do what you just did, yep. and so I would have the guest always introduce themselves. That way, I knew how they wanted me to ah. pronounce it. Um, but uh, we live and we learn, and yeah. it's a pleasure having you here. How are you? Uh, how Thank are you feeling you. today? How are you treating the world? How's the world treating you? This sunny November morning? I am feeling pretty good. I've had a bit of a cold, uh, so I'm coming off of that. But it's okay. It's so sunny um, and it's really warm. I think that the world is treating me pretty decent. De decent, I would say. Um, and I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing a good job with the world. Sometimes I like how you like took the time to work. It's nice to have those little moments of reflection sometimes. <laughs> so for, for, the, for those who, uh, who don't know, just let people know some of the things you do. You're an amazing singer-songwriter as well as poet mm -hmm. and organizer. Mm -hmm. So just, just let, let folks yeah, know. Just a couple just throw, things. Throw the couple resume things. out there. Is there anything else that you do Vocationally, that people don't know or that I don't know. Any other marketable skills we should or non-marketable? I was skills. actually just thinking about that last night. Um, I was thinking, I there's just a never-ending list of things I want to do. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, what are like the next three things you would like to do? Um, I'm gonna write a zine Ooh. with a friend of mine because um, I've actually never published my poetry. I've always just performed at places. Um, and I think that I, I oh, really do like to write outside yeah. of just writing songs. And so why not um, put these words on some paper to share with people? Uh, Let's talk about the poetry a little bit. Let's get yeah. right to that. Because uh, I, I came to see you perform at the Promontory that one time mm. and you were doing poems in your set. Yeah, I was. And uh, we here at Ergo, we're kind of in the poetry streets. We kind of... Oh, yeah? We kind of... So. <laughs> we kind of know some poetry. We're deep in the poetry. We, we, we hear some poems and I, was, uh, and I was sitting there, I'm like, wow, if you like did the poetry mm. thing, you would be one of the, the best poets wow, really in the nice city. And I think you're a phenomenal writer. So how long have you been, been writing? And um, when did you start doing it publicly? Gosh, I've probably been writing since I was seven years old. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to do this young authors competition in elementary school and middle school, and we'd write little stories. 
Um, and then I started writing poetry probably later. Than do you that. remember? I'm sorry. Do you remember some of your stories? Um, yeah, actually, I do because yeah. they were so lit. Okay, so <laughs> one of them was the first one I ever wrote was about these stuffed animals I had that would come to life mm-hmm. when I was asleep. Um, yeah, and then once I woke up in the middle of the night, saw them dancing around. We got to know each other. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like it passed and they never came alive again. That was the, that was one story. Um, one about a dolphin. Oh, that's like really sad. A that, dolphin like, family. I'm sorry. That like it's, so <laughs> it's like if Andy knew Buzz uh, Woody were alive, but then they like yeah, stopped. but then it passed. Oh wow. man. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really. That's. Hard. I was really trying to like, target the heartstrings. What else? You said it's something about a dolphin. Yeah, dolphin family that befriended a mermaid mm-hmm. in the sea. Um, one of my personal favorites was inspired by a trip to the Grand Canyon that my family took. Um, my younger brother Ethos actually he he also inspired shout one of the out, characters. Yeah. I was just thinking. I think y'all are the first siblings that we've had. Oh. Other than you, and you mean, I don't think we count the. I also have never been a guest on the show, so that's true. So you are the first. Oh, excellent! Yeah. It would make booking the show so much easier if everyone just had like amazing siblings who are also <laughs> artists and activists. They're like I don't know who we're gonna have. Someone's brother should yeah just come up here. Mm-hmm. So the trip to the Grand Canyon. I want to say I like yeah. this like how children start to be like creative and put stuff right together. and storytellers yeah. it's really i yeah it's really interesting to think about actually but we yeah it was a myst- it was a mystery story um we were solving it was about the endangered bird the california condor there was someone who was hurting the birds in the grand oh, canyon God. and this brother sister duo had to get to the bottom <laughs> Uh yeah, that's and then so that was that was that. You sound like actual phase. children's story. How old were you? you um, think? probably that was between like seven and eleven years old. Okay, probably. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you write? Did you write like stories in school or stuff like that? I did. I did. They were usually just like me creating characters of me being who I wanted to be. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> or, or like uh-huh. ways to like kind of like get back at my parents. So I, I don't know. I can't remember any of the it details. It was just you writing box scores for your NBA games? Yeah, or like something <laughs> like that. I can't I can't remember any of them. But I remember like saying I like writing stories and I want to be a writer, but like not taking it seriously. Did you ever read the Nate the Great books? Oh, I, you know, I didn't read them. I was more of a Junie B. Jones um, kind of kid. I did a spinoff. It was called Dan the Man, and I was a detective. (laughs) Dan the Man. Yeah, and I I solved mysteries. (laughs) 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 But you said... (laughs) They were were classics. (laughs) Digging the crates. You can find some Dan the Man stories. (laughs) Um, But you you said poetry kind of came. I'm sorry. I did create a... I did create... Actually, I had a, a best friend in fourth grade that you kind of remind me of now that I think about. But I forgot his character, but I was Afro Man before <laughs> before before there was actual this, the guy who made that song, a uh, so high funny. song. But yeah, I was like a super a superhero. We had to like make, it was like in school that's too. So like cute. I had to make comic book. I had to make like a clay wow. statue thing. Yeah. Wow. I think we found your new like uh, merchandising. Yeah, line. I should like get back to that because I cut my hair like a couple years after that. But like I'm I'm back full fledged, back. back in the game. Since <laughs> since we have time and this, the world has been burned, I'm back world Afro fantasy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no, this is deprived. great. <laughs> like we don't have to be. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like really loopy today. Yeah. I want to hear. We'll, we'll get back to your incredible story and everything you made. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, well, tell me about your friend in fourth grade. Are you, I remember Patrick you. Ruff. Patrick oh, Ruff. He great, him. great kid. Great guy. Yeah. He was he was a baseball fan like yourself. <laughs> um, in fifth grade, he he had an imaginary. So I was his best friend at one point, but then he also had an imaginary friend, and his name was also Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was like comedic genius at the time. Like, like, like I appreciated how silly that was. So how would, would you know which Damon he was talking about? Because he would be absurd. And he didn't do it all the time, but like he'd like just look up the seal at the ceiling for like three seconds and be like, Damon, get down from there. <laughs> <laughs> and every, everybody would just fall out laughing. Like, like stand-up gold, you know? Oh, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Did you have any imaginary friends? Um, you know, I think. I didn't. My little brother definitely did. Mm. Ethos had some imaginary friends and they were bad guys. They were they were like I can see that. villain like, imaginary <laughs> friends. I'm pretty sure they were called the bad boys. And every once in a while when stuff went down and my mom would come yell at me, be like, no, nah, it wasn't me. It was the bad boys. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It's what the movie yeah. was based on. They all screaming for 12 and they all bad all the time. <laughs> the whole time, yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. And, I, you know, we'll... I do want to kind of stay on that relationship a little bit because mm. I, I've heard you just in in your in other interviews and just like seeing the two of y'all in space together. Like sometimes you can just tell with siblings when they just care about each other so mm. much. When it's like this, there, there's just a different thing going on there. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, like for folks who didn't hear Ergo episode six, like when you think of your brother, what do you think of? Who is that kid? Oh, gosh. Uh, He's a great kid. He's great. (laughs) He's just a fireball full of passion and love and... Uh, is really inspiring. I what I always <laughs> what I always say is that like I was the one I think who did poetry first. I think I was the writer first. Okay. And then Ethan fell into that, but he was the radical organizer first. Right. And he he paved that path for me. Mm-hmm. Um and so I really love us being able to like have that exchange um because we both have stuff to give to to one another mm-hmm. endlessly. Uh yeah. Uh so he's just he's he he's very much a a touchstone for me. Mm. Were y'all always close? Because y'all are pretty close in age. Were y'all kind of like fake twins? Um, yeah, when we were like younger, definitely rivalry. fake twins. Okay. Um, when we were little kids, we we played every game together. The, he doesn't like to admit it, but I was a big Barbie fan and Ethan would would engage in these really elaborate can, Barbie fairy tale yeah, stories. I can appreciate that. I can accept yeah, that. Yeah, he was always the rambunctious little boy character um, who didn't want to follow the rules. Uh, yeah, but then, and then there was kind of a gap in between, in like preteen years when, mm-hmm. when, when that sibling, happens. nobody wants to be this friends with one another. When siblings forget that the other sibling is still a person, you're it's, like, oh, oh no, that yeah. is a monster over <laughs> That is not Complete a person. Complete monster, 100% monster. <laughs> um, and then, and then there was some, there was a switch and we both slowly started to realize the other one was getting kind of cool and <laughs> that maybe we wanted to know them again. And then, yeah. When was, when was that switch? Uh, oh, it must have been, maybe, it honestly might not have been until my freshman year of college. Yeah, because for me, that's exactly when it yeah. was. I went away to school and then I came back. I was like, oh, you're like a real, my brother's five years younger. It's like, oh, you're like a real person yeah. who actually like is decent and great. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that, exactly that, what happened. Christiana, like, she didn't, we could go back to the tape on this because she, she won't describe. She didn't hate me quite per se. <laughs> she might have hated just like being at home and I was just like a big part mm-hmm. of the idea of home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was definitely not a human being to her until she, <laughs> till, till she moved away. Yeah, and then not like, at all. she kind of, re- like, she moved away right before my birthday. She was like, oh man, like, she called me like, oh, I'm Aww. not there. I'm kind of. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then, like, kind of after that, she was, like, very nice. 
<laughs> so l- let's stay on that. Where did you uh, where did you go away to for school? Oh, I went to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a smaller arts college called Saint Olaf College. You were in the same Midwest conference as uh, as Grinnell College. Oh yes, yes. Is that true? Yeah. Saint Olaf. Saint Olaf. Saint Olaf. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a little Norwegian place. Yeah. Um, did you like those guys? Were they? Uh, were they weirdos? Were they cool? They were. Cool cats? They were. What was um, Midwestern <laughs> white people, um, very neoliberal. Okay. And it was my dream place when I went there, when I was 18. My older brother also went there. Okay. Um, and then slowly but surely, I started to realize I can't be here anymore. Uh, yeah. I wonder sometimes, like, I don't know, in the conversations we've had, we end up talking a lot about, like, those moments, especially, like, at colleges and universities where folks are like, oh, this is like that vision is crumbling in my experience Mm -hmm. here and I have to figure out like, how do I make it through? How do I survive? How do I like, and not just survive, but how do I make this place work for me in a way that I can get something out of it? Yeah. Um, What was that process like? Like, did you get to a point where you like, oh, I figured out how to work this place so I can get what I need out of it? Definitely. Um, I I think it was after my junior year, I went, uh, I studied abroad in Ghana for about four and a half months. Um, And I came back senior year completely ready to to, to uh, take as many resources as I possibly yeah. could before I left. Um, and that was that was also I created my own major. I decided to make my own major at school. And that was that was the key to, to making that space. Um, uh, it was called Black Expression and Artistic Performance. They didn't have that department. <laughs> um, and that was the thing. It's because nobody else knew they there was they had no gauge of what that could look like. And so I really got to do whatever I wanted to. And everyone would say, yes, Tasha, that's amazing. Go do it. It's beautiful. Uh, Yeah. So I got to choose all of my own classes and build a curriculum that was completely catered to me, um, which at the time was actually a lot of modern dance. Um, That's what I studied for a lot of like the last two and a half years at school. I didn't know you were a dancer. Yeah. It's another funny little thing. (laughs) Do you see that? It makes sense. That makes um, sense now. Yeah. Do you see that coming into play in like any public um, real way? As not a, not as much lately, just because I've been doing music stuff a lot. But more. they're so aligned, you know. They are in the way that I uh channel um like introspection into mm. creative output. Um what do you mean by that? Uh I think my dance classes and being and learning how to choreograph and being a part of other people's pieces um were really crucial and and like developing, um, like uh, so using some kind of idea or some kind of inspiration um, and and making it uh, visible to other people. And so that could happen with your body through movement. Um, and also just like the different ways, like how, how when you have a stage and you don't have any sounds um, and you don't have any text or any words, what can you do to make this? Um, to make this relatable and to make it understandable. And as I'm hearing this, I'm I'm kind of thinking of Twi- FKA Twigs mm, and like what Salon just kind of doing right now yeah. with modern dance yeah. with their with yeah. their stuff because because like Twigs is like a trained yeah dancer. she's amazing yeah 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 um, I, yeah I could I could see you kind of like you know continue I'm that, I'm hoping to wave. to get back in to not forget about it I'm yeah, actually no, I was thinking about doing a, don't forget like about a, your black expressions a, degree a little <laughs> friend dance class I think that everyone needs to dance more. I don't think grown-up people spend enough time creatively and without inhibition moving their bodies. Um, and why do you? What do you like? What's your theory on what stops us? Um, well, I just don't think we're given enough opportunities to. I think that it's 
relatively easy to find different writing workshops or um, even being exposed to music in different capacities and for free. But going to a dance class not is hard and it's scary. Um, people are very, very afraid. And I think some of that has to do with like some of those dance traditions having like a partnership part to mm -hmm. it. So then you need like another person who you feel comfortable enough, like it, being mm -hmm. vulnerable in that way too. And like they're the same as any of those other things. There's like craft and like skills that you build towards mm -hmm. it. But it, it, there is something really like, I don't know, just super vulnerable. Yeah. And it's not just like uh, need, people need a space to just like cut loose. So that is part of it too. But it's also like, no, there's some... There's that elegance that comes from actually like learning that craft right. and all the things. And not and even without the technique part of it, but just like these are bodies that we carry around every day and we right. can move them in, in so many different ways. So mm. I'd really like to create that space, I think. Maybe like one or two classes just for my friends for free to wiggle around a little bit. That's a really that's a that's really hot. cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so let's say once uh once you graduated, so you've been, you graduated this past year, correct? Yeah, 2015. So what was the, uh, the process of coming back in the city? I mean, I think a lot about, I've used this quote before, but it is someone who talks about, you know, in a kind of a memoir style fiction story, he talks about like going back to the street he's from mm. and how everything looks different. But even if everything had stayed the same, it would still look different. Um, mm. What felt really different to you coming back to Chicago about the city? Like, what did you understand differently about this place being gone? Um, I think it was all of the uh, organizers who were starting to turn up uh, in Chicago. And I had missed that inception, kind of. I saw it happening while I was away, um, but I wasn't in it by any means. It was, and I was watching Ethos be in it. And so um, coming back, that was a different energy and... Uh, just electricity that I wasn't in right. the middle of because he had already did Geneva and everything. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, and he had, and I remember my mom saying, "Ethan's part of some group called BYP 100," and I had no idea what it was. And uh, yeah, and so I was, I was coming back to Chicago with a lot of questions. Um, mm. I think that there was a lot more I didn't know actually than I did know. What kind of questions when you say that? Like, what were you thinking about at that point? Um, well, I was think I was I was trying to figure out who the who the cool kids were. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, okay, where do I quite need to where do I need to quest, be? You know, yeah, what what places about. do I need to start showing up? Because um, I had an idea, but it was those those they were old ideas, and everyone had forgotten about me, so I needed to. Were you already friends with Fulani and Luna? Shout out! Oh Gang my Squad. gosh, yeah, my two best friends and roommates. <laughs> no, I wasn't at that okay. time. Well, the thing with Luna is. I have known her since I was born. Um, yeah, she's my very, very close family friend. Um, but we were reconnected um, in, over New Year's when I went to Paris and she was in Paris. And yeah, so I didn't, I actually didn't have much of a squad at all. Uh, but you're yeah. quite squatted up now. Shut up. Oh, guys. absolutely. <laughs> That's such an interesting, absolutely. like, I like that you frame that so deliberately of like, I had to figure out where the cool kids were <laughs> that I wanted to be a part of. Because the other thing is like, you can find yourself in a lot of rooms that like are apparently the cool kid room and you go, oh, this is trash. No. Oh, God. <laughs> not good. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, oh, I've hated it for so long, but like <laughs> it, it, it's taken me like, it's 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 like a self-deprecation because like mm. I know that I don't enjoy it, but mm. I still crave it. Or yeah. or just after a while of like being isolated from you feel like I'm missing it or missing out or something. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. you romanticize it. 
Uh, but like I could never go to the Soho house again and, <laughs> <laughs> and like feel like a better person. It just yeah, it, uh, it's just such a sucky environment, especially when we were younger, mm-hmm. like nineteen, mm-hmm. twenty, cusp mm-hmm. of twenty one, exactly. And everybody just standing around and spending too much money on what the what yeah, just, just looking at everyone, looking at them, and not be not having any conversations. And yeah. uh, I know so, that wasn't like very no, articulate. I know but you to wanted that like point, though, me to go in depth. Yeah, no, but the cool it, kids, but it comes down to what we were talking about before we came on the air, which we were talking about like. So- stop it, y'all! Just stop it. <laughs> I'm sure they don't listen. We might get a couple. cool kids. Cool kid adjacent folks. <laughs> but it comes down to this question of like. At this point, where do we find, since we know, like, at least for me and for you, and it sounds like for you, mm-hmm. like, some of those, we know that that promise is, come, is an empty promise, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't, we all, we don't have fun in that room. Mm-hmm. Some people might, I don't know, but it, it isn't, from, it doesn't make that for me. So it's like, mm-hmm. literally, where do we, especially, like, now, like, literally, what do we do for fun? It sounds like yeah. such a goofy question. Um so let's, I'm, I'm going to pose it because it's what I've been trying to figure out yeah. like, for the last couple of weeks is like when you're so intentional about so much and also critical, it's like, how do you find spaces? It doesn't mean to like distance yourself from that and tune that out, but it's like in that, how do you find spaces for joy? What mm. is it for you? Like, where are you, where are you fulfilled? Where are you? Joyful? It looks like you find it. Um, I, I think that I do. Honestly, my roommates really, really help with that. Um, living with two really inspiring, fun black women who are doing great things in Chicago themselves mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. Um, I can come home and, and immediately be filled with joy just by being in their presence. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to keep music as something that consistently brings me joy and does not feel like a chore, which it it doesn't, but I can see how that might happen. Um, it might happen soon. Um, and that, and it kind of trickles how, how, in. How does it feel like that? What, what do you mean it might become a chore? Um, I, I think it's the very simple uh, maybe journey of knowing that people are listening to your music yeah. and that feeling in demand yeah yeah and I'm not like I know I ain't shit but like <laughs> you know it, it's still that um right. like there is a little bit of an expectation and so um I try to I try to stay grounded and and ultimately when I'm doing music or writing it's always for myself first or I remind myself that it's it's, it's weird because I think we, we're, we're talking about a few art forms and what do you think do you think there are other art forms where there's like that constant public demand like even when it's casual or, or loving like oh are yeah. you working on some new stuff right yeah. or when's the new music that like, could be so stressful <laughs> I don't think any other art forms consume I don't think dancers are like hey when's the new mm-hmm. when's the new dance even mm-hmm. poets or writers to a certain extent right can like let mm-hmm. their work breathe or just not be you know writing right. poems for a second yeah. nobody would be like hey when's, when's the next chapbook right with the they might ask, but not with the same kind of. I think of, like movies, like acting and stuff mm, like that. If you yeah, when you get to absolutely. but when you get to yeah. a certain level, people are like, "Oh, if you haven't been in a movie in a year, like you yeah. literally are." Nothing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think that yeah. Was you yeah, dissolved. True. Yeah, and I think it actually goes back to same to that the the room of the cool kids mm-hmm. of of trying to figure out when your your music or your art can just speak for itself, and when you do kind of need to show up in these places just so people see you or people know you're there and remind people that you exist and are doing that work. Right, because part of what makes that room the cool kid room is that there actually is like tangible, sometimes there can be tangible benefits to being in that room. Like that's part of why those folks want to be there in the first place. It's just sometimes it's hard to know which rooms actually can open those doors (laughs) and which rooms are just like, 
oh no, this is just a lot of uh, like Hood by Air sweatshirts. Mm. And uh, <laughs> shout out Hood by Air. <laughs> and don't be offended, you Soho House members who are. I'm sure we have a few, but you know, you know it sucks. You know, <laughs> you know, you know like not the place, but the, well, kind of the place, yeah, but like place. the thing that that yeah, that thing. And I think that's what I'm really I like. Think... No one knows we're here, but we all know we're here. <laughs> 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 I wish I could see. <laughs> I think we're on the cusp of of the, of the the people who are organizers and the people who are artists creating the alternative to that, yeah, which is to. yeah, it's which is creating uh, like artistic spaces that are also intentional community spaces that are people having real life conversations and building and learning, Sounds but familiar. also like you yeah. can be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think I think Part Noir does a good job. I mean, we, mm. we definitely shout them out oh, yeah. on here. Yeah, but I think it's also cool to look at you know just in 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 like prepping for this, looking at the rooms that you've been playing in, Mm. and I I do think it's cool. There is kind of this network now of the you know the AMFM jazz series, shout to them, and uh, you know the dojo and and these. There's like this realm of rooms where you don't have to be able to sell out shubas. You don't have to be at that point yet, but you know there will be a good show, a show that's like full of love. You'll Mm -hmm. be performing next to people who are brilliant Mm -hmm. and are your friends. And it's affordable, and like and people are coming there for the art. People aren't like coming there right. to like have a conversation oh, while somebody's so on stage, special, or to yeah. like drink to the point that they fall over right, too. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think like that, it seems like that's a relatively new thing, especially for when it's like an all ages thing. Yeah. Um, for you in thinking about like making the choice to say I'm gonna do music, I'm gonna pursue this. Do you think it would have been harder to make that choice or to be making that choice now, if like you couldn't see? basically if you couldn't be in those rooms, like if those rooms didn't exist. Right, absolutely. Uh, I think everything I've been able to do is because I'm from Chicago and because I came back here. Um, Because the the people, I mean, next week I'm... uh, uh, Malcolm invited me to open for him for his opioid release show at Chop Shop. Right. And I met Malcolm when we were 16 doing Louder Than a Bomb. And... Uh, God, 16-year-old man. I didn't even I know. know that, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really wild to... Um, to think like these are the these are the people that are that are helping me right now. Um, and even my little brother being able to put me in touch with his engineer to go to the studio for the first time to record those songs. Um, it really and and Chicago Chicago's good at finding at finding those people. Um, I didn't. I just I just was able to do what I like to do, and then was was asked um, and was invited um, to be in all of these spaces, and that's very 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 special. It's a beautiful thing. Why don't yeah. we hear a. Uh, a song, um, oh. and then we'll uh, and then we'll come back and yeah, we'll we talk. We on the radio. More. We playing music. <laughs> Check that out. Eighty-eight point five FM Echo Radio. This is "We Got Power" by Tasha. True. Ride that whip on over to me. Haven't seen you in a minute, homie. All the possibilities we got to make this world shine. You and I, we are infinite. Come sit with it. Feel those vibrations. Feel how we radiate that hope and salvation. Babies, we defending on us. We fun to save them, liberate them. Rid this world of all subjugation. Cause we got power. We got power. We got power. Black power. So we got Try to make us hate each other They 
try to make us hate ourselves But we be fighting strong together Ancestors watching on, they watching on forever They can't take away our love They can't take away our creativity They can't take away our resilience Our ability to rise up to defy all reality Cause we got power We got power We got power Black power This a black familiar act bursting with raw melanin from freedom feet to nigga naps are energy frequency infinite we the beginning middle and the end middle passage in our stomachs built the country on our backs hips lips thighs remind me of black girl magic passion power to the people in our earth tone fashion got a spiritual attachment sacred sun kissed skin booming rhythms seeping through us ancestors smiling we some black love warriors innovative anti-system ain't no controlling us resourceful hyper vulnerable in tune with the earth and the spirit That's informing us to pimp a butterfly Every tingle turn out glorious Love locks and box braids Sage burning on the stereo Sit firm with our roots Give our praises to above Black is human Black power most important Black love Cause we got power We got power We got power Black power Say we I think what I what I like about it the most. Well, I, I won't say the most because mm. I like multiple things mm. about it, I and mean, I can like those things equally. We're complex people, but <laughs> but, but the, you know, um, the, I believe we will win the, the chant. Which um, I think what strikes me about it is that in the moments and spaces where I've heard it, and you know, where I know that you've heard it, mm-hmm. um, it's a very it's one coming from like a place of pain. I mean, it always is joyous and stuff, but it's, it's, yeah. there's an aggression. Oh, yeah. Um, And there's like a a delightful, like pleasantness about how you interpreted it and Mm. and brought it to music. So talk about like that moment and that choice of like, oh, I'm going to put what happens in the street into Mm. this song, but also like flip it. Right. Like it's not like the same cadence. Right. Yeah. Um, I one of the things that I, I think inspires me the most when I'm in the streets or in a at a rally or at a just surrounded by black people um, is kind of our uh, our unwielding belief um, in in our liberation is that we wouldn't be doing this if we really really didn't believe that we were gonna win um, and that and that we very much have we know what it, we know what it can look like we know what it can feel like um, and so I think like taking that that little line um, and then putting it into my little dreamy uh, kind of vibe of that song that was my I th- yeah I think that was just my my 
um, can how I feel connected to that line. Nah, it's super dope because Kiss, it's, it's kind of like what you did right there in those few bars. It's kind of like the pocket or the intersection of what this show is kind of about mm. for real. So mm-hmm. kudos mm-hmm. and much appreciation. Oh, yeah. you know? It's interesting. You said like putting it in your little dreamy. dreamy. <laughs> I think that's, I, I'm glad that you're like self-described. <laughs> but I saw someone kind of, it was actually about, it was about Saba's new project, which oh, yeah. I really love. Mm-hmm. And they were basically... It, w- it wasn't a criticism, but the thought was like, basically, why is all of the amazing stuff that come out this year? Not that it sounds the same, but it's all like very. Basically, people were talking about why are you talking about heavy things over things that make you feel good? Huh. And they were saying it as like a criticism. They were like, this would hit so much harder, if like huh. the, you know, the 808s hit or whatever. And I was like, okay, I, I'm just, I'm still wrestling with that. And I don't yeah. really necessarily agree with it. Because I also think, like, to our point of joy, there's something to be said for, like, being able to be joyful and present and thinking about those things all at the same time and not angry in it all the time, but, like, still forceful. Right. I think I think that's actually very much what I try to do is I... Uh, my vibe is, is maybe soft and dreamy, but it's... Um, but it, it's with the recognition that I can do that and be and be very hard and have these edges and be very tough um, and uh, and present. Um, but that but I but I need I need both of those. Yeah, and uh, it's almost like a it's like a subversive version of toughness too. Because like yeah. all of a sudden, like it's not. I don't know. We've all heard super preachy, a- angry songs, and you, mm-hmm. you just don't engage. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't make you feel good. Yeah, we we don't need. The, those like quintessential Lupe tracks anymore, like, right. dreadhead Lupe tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is. But it's also that's part of <laughs> the shots. The shots got fired. That's part of the challenge, though. I, right. I suppose uh, is knowing that you that how do you how do you uh, hold on to that truth and want to give that message and be the the person of your people. Yeah. Um, what without saying without being super systematic angry. racism right. or let me teach you yeah you know, or let me show you how much I know mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. irks me so you know we talked a little bit about your entry into into, into organizing <laughs> yeah. and, and activism we're on the same page oh, we had a little awkward moment up here he like looked at me that was gonna be my <laughs> question you got it go ahead I'll, oh, I'll, I'll, and I'll follow you, up you mentioned ethos kind of being uh mm-hmm. he, he made that jump in first and yeah you, you came along um where were where were the entry points for you um I think it was, so it was last summer. Um, I, came, I came to a BIP 100 orientation. And then probably that same week, they, um, it was in the middle of when we were um, occupying space outside of the police board hearing meetings mm-hmm. um, to demand that Dante Servan be fired, um, who killed Rakia Boyd. And so that was kind of the first, that, that, I think that was my entry mm-hmm. point, um, which is really like intense place to enter um to enter into um yeah but it was but that was but it was um obvious that that was what that was where I needed to be and that was who I wanted to be around um and the fact that it was summer people always turn up really hard in the summer so god those rooms like those monthly yeah yeah oh no no yes it was I mean it was so powerful that we that we were doing it Uh and I was proud but it was terrible oh yeah it's terrible And, and, and like because it's it's so. For those who don't know what we're talking, we're talking about, about the, the, the 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 police board meets every Thursday um, or every third Thursday of the month. Um, and for a year, we did a campaign um, to hold Dante Servant accountable after being let off for killing Rakia Boyd. Um, 
And so what they were doing was, you know, basically covering up, not covering up the murder because that had happened in the courts, but basically, you know, circumventing any accountability for mm-hmm. a police officer who blatantly killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching how it happens, right? Like the thing I try to understand and express to other people is that often racism, specifically institutional racism, um, does not have like a monstrous Donald Trumpish tone, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it's so business casual. Right. And so to to see kind of like the 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 very like cavalier to the agenda right. way that they were that something so brutal was happening. And make it sound so logical yeah. and level headed. Right, and, right. And like you guys need to calm down yeah. while like family members who've like lost loved ones. Right. When you tragically. cut someone off at two minutes because they hit two minutes and it's like, but you just made that rule. Or, right, <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. There is or, no like more you know. or like let's read off all of our notes. Oh yeah, somebody got fired for like Insubordination or right. like that, right, that was kind of the book. most wild part. Like you would people hear, were getting fired every month, right? All of these <laughs> things about all of these police officers who are getting fired for all of these absurd things, um, and yet here we were every so like month, public murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that was that was uh, that 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 was really tough, but it was also like kind of on. It was almost like the epicenter of the movement yeah. for a year, and it, it it really did. It really was kind of like the space where we would all like kind of come together. And now you work. That was yeah. like your job. You're like, now it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if people don't know this. Like, you're kind of like the oil of the engine. Like, a lot of things would not be happening or going. Like, you keep things going. You, you in know, in a way that's like, you could ex- say that. Extremely important. <laughs> What's the day job? Um, I'm Charlene Carruthers, our national director of BOP 100. Uh, I'm her executive assistant. Um, but also. Which means she's BYP 100's executive. Yeah, I kind of, I do operations and admin for the whole organization right now. I won't forever. We're going to hire someone else. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounds like a nightmare. It was was almost like, it was like a three to four month period, you know, especially as a co-chair, you know, everybody would be like, you know, there's something we need with something we need. Like the phrase was like, who's going to hit up Tasha? (laughs) Tasha was like an idea. After, yeah, after and it's funny when people don't know. It's I. I think I'm. I still, in some ways, I'm the catch-all. When you don't know, yeah. you ask. Yeah. Just uh, ask Tasha. What's the uh, What's the longest you ever waited for an email response from Damon for? Oh, so now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's still. Yeah, yeah. still. We're gonna still use, in that abyss. We're gonna use the last twenty minutes to just run through any agenda. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know, you, you said that this was something that you were watching for afar and that interests you. And, right. and, you know, now you're kind of in the, you know, in the middle of, mm-hmm. of, of especially like the operations. Right. And so what have you what have you learned? Oh. Uh, you know, well, it's funny. It's funny how that happens. Some people I think I heard this from from Fresco Steez, another BRP 100 member, but she heard from someone else. Someone said, when you find your dream organization, don't work for them, um, which in yeah. some ways I think is a little bit true because because yeah. you so it's not it's not as uh, it's not as. Uh, Fun and yeah. I and idealistic yeah. as it as it is on the outside, or when you're just um, or job like the idea of job period exactly right? <laughs> exactly um, because it then in some ways does just become a, a task um, to to be engaged in in the work. Uh, but I've learned a lot about how nonprofits grow and how base building works and how um, capacity building um, works with these um, with these types of organizations. And yeah, it's really um, 
it's it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Um, I think that VRP 100 is in a is in a really intense time of growth, um, and there's a lot of things changing. And next year, all almost all of our our national director is going to be um, transitioning out, and we're going to have a lot of change. Um, yeah, so it's it's illuminating to to see what that looks like from the inside. What what surprised you about you, right? Because I, I don't think you know you're, you were a dancer um, and a singer, right. poet, right? And so. I mean, it's a it's a tough transition or a hard transition, I'll say, for a lot of us. But it teaches you a lot about yourself. Right. It's definitely so hard. It's been a surprise. Uh, did you see yourself being so clerical? Did, did you always have those skills? I Okay, I'm a Virgo. And I think that I like um, those kinds of organizational things. Um, of I like being in charge of things, for sure. Um, uh, I like being able to answer people's questions. That's such an amazing thing to say so, like... <laughs> I, like, I'm so insecure about it. That was really oh cool. yeah. yeah, like group projects. I hate them. <laughs> hate them. Like having to sit and let other people finish things when yeah. I know I could just be doing. Yeah. What's the? Uh, the I want to stay out. Like, I think like we could. We'll get back to the organization. Yeah. But like this is about you. So like <laughs> that piece of it. Uh, what's like the best part and the worst part of that? Of like feeling like you need to be the person kind of driving the vision. Because I have had also had moments where that's the case, and I also can like see. Sometimes you end up putting a pressure on yourself that's like an unneeded or unreasonable huh, pressure. Yeah. Um, I think that in some way, like that's a challenge is to let go of things that other people can do. Even mm. if you can do them, other people also can. Yeah. Um, and so understanding that and just being able to work in a team when we have eight other people um, who are yeah. trying to to run this ship. Um yeah. Especially yeah. when the ship is like going up against some really big waves. Yeah, you know? very big waves. And it's and and the intersection of of like white supremacy and anti-blackness and also trying to create a board and like funders um and meetings and conference calls like those um you have I, we have to do both. Right. Yeah. How's that? You uh, you just don't call in. <laughs> man, this, this guy Damon, man, he's on a journey. <laughs> so, are are you feeling that, like start saying things like that when people have very serious thoughts? Uh, like, whoo, you know, you can you know, it, it either goes up or down. You know? <laughs> but in Rome, <laughs> are you feeling that? Uh, it's hot in here. Hey. It is a little bit warm. Um. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> the, but is there like, are you feeling like a balancing act between the, uh, how, like that part of your brain and then now uh, that you're like more actively or, or more deliberately putting out music into the world? Like, are there any tensions in that? Are they informing each other? Um, it's hard. It's mm. very hard um, to be engaged in such linear work for the whole day yeah. um, and then to switch out of that. Um, and also because like I, I, I take, I have a really long commute to get there and get home. Um, and it's just the classic struggle of, of I'm tired. Um, uh, and I don't want to, I have to make food and I have to talk to my family and I clean and, and all of those things. Um, it's making just a stop, life. just stop doing those things. Those, I know. <laughs> you, you stop, you stop cooking, you stop cleaning. I definitely get a lot stop, less sleep than I used talking. to. Um, no, no, no. You're doing it wrong. No, don't sleep I, I, and, don't, and don't do the other things. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's just where I'm at. Um, this making a life stuff is so hard. It's very hard. And yeah. I'm very, I mean, I'm only 23. I have a long time to to figure, to do it well. Um, and I think that I'm in some kind of uh, superhuman Tasha mode. I've never done this before. I've, I feel like I've never gotten as little sleep as I'm getting. And I've done as many things as, as I'm as doing. Productive. But I'm still going. Is it comfortable? 
I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm fine, actually. Do you think this yeah. is your speed? You- I, for, for some time. I don't, I don't know how long it'll last. We might need a, a week in a cabin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I gotta get that week. But I'm, but I'm, I'm okay. I'm still going. Well, I, oh, while we're in the, before we get out of the political, I, you know, before I get in trouble, you asked me about like, <laughs> should I tell people? Absolutely, everybody go vote on Tuesday. Oh right? yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. go to the polling place. But for those who are like really, really like in turmoil over where we are, mm-hmm. it is important to know that there are other things on the ballot and you could actually abstain from voting for president if that is like a, a right. crisis of, of conscience. And people. since nobody in like on the large scale talks about those other things, you might not know anything about all those other things on the mm-hmm. ballot. Here's a great resource. Resources. Wanna- community. Woo! I'm going to put the, uh, the more you know sound drop right in here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's an amazing website and app called Ballot Ready um, made by a Chicago, and I'm blanking on her name. But basically what it is, is it goes line by line on the ballot, depending on where you live, and it gives you cited information with links That's so for helpful. each thing. So you can actually just go through. And so like what I'm actually doing, it's like maybe the nerdiest thing I've ever done, but I think it's good. I'm having some people over tomorrow. Y'all are both invited. Uh, not all the listeners. I just don't have that much room in my house. And we're just literally going line no, by line and talking invited. through. This. <laughs> I super see that. It's gonna Come. turn into house party four. Electoral politics. Switch. Get ready to. Oh we're gonna. Just, you can just go line by line and like basically build your ballot right there so that you don't ever be like, I don't fucking know about this judge. Like, you know, it, That's it, it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Also important, there's a ballot initiative to get funding for a mental health center in North Londale. Mm. And this would be the second time in the state that it would be a publicly funded uh, and community backed, community built. Mm. Yeah, so that's important. So certain zip codes are able to vote for that. Definitely check that. I don't know what the number of it or what it's called. I know that it's on the ballot, but yeah. vote yes if that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I should definitely know these things. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I've been thinking, and we have a little bit of time, so I want to talk about this. Like, yeah. in that question of like balancing the going up against white supremacy and then the conference call thing. Mm-hmm. I've just been so specifically around like the presidential shit. I just have no patience for it anymore. Right. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And I, I'm just really tired. I just had to put that out there. Like I'm no, so I think tired. I think we need more people to be actively and consciously tired instead of apathetic mm-hmm. or, or passively accepting. Like I think mm-hmm. it is actively time for us to question it. I think the fact that everybody hates voting for the president is not like a oh this generation thing. I know, like isn't it's that a, wild. It's an it's an important thing to notice that we this is this attempting country. to be a democracy, <laughs> uh, but we don't like how we're doing this. Yeah. And technically, we have the ability to do other things. Yeah. And also, like almost half of us don't, yeah. or maybe even more. No, it's like I think it was like sixty percent votes. Okay. In presidential, uh, I also really? just maybe made that statistic out of the top of my head. <laughs> no, it's something. It's, uh, <laughs> it's something like that. Like yeah, yeah something huge right? percentage. Like nine percent yeah. of people who could of adults voted for either Trump or Hillary to huh. be to be right of, in the primaries. Yeah, primaries. right. So that means eighty one percent either did not vote or voted for someone else. Wow, that's wow. wild. Or, no, ninety one percent. Yeah, it's still too early. It's, it's too never early. not too early. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Just it, it kind of yeah. Since we since we went there, like mm-hmm. how are you? How are you like dealing with 
like just the bullshit of all this? Um, well, I actually just as another little mini shout out to BIP 100. I really love the way that we've constructed our electoral campaign as um, we just made these T-shirts that say vote reparations for president. True, true. Um, and so, like you. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like st- like understanding that it is bigger than than the, than two candidates um, and that we um, we know what we want. Um, and that's what people always say about the movement is that all of these young people in the streets don't know what they want. But we actually really do. Um, and we know what black people want and we know what black people need. And so I I'm also over it. Um, I'm also really tired of it all. Um, and don't necessarily yeah, and feel a, a sense of oncoming dread. Um, but but also with the knowledge that um, that the, with the work that we that we need to see any change, it was never going to come from them in the first place. And so the fact that these are our options doesn't change much because it was always just us that we had to depend on all along. So we're just going to keep on trekking. Yeah. yeah. God, this, it just feels like this has just been the strangest year. Like there, like you're saying, there is this lineage of you got to do, but this year, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think because there's a growth of information mm-hmm. um, and access to people. And I think it's, you know, us, not to get too deep, but starting to really reconcile with the fact that most of our spaces and our political system actually is not democratic as much as it like markets itself as such, mm-hmm, right? But like mm-hmm. we live in a republic. And so the act of right. voting for someone to make decisions for you is actually not democracy. Um, and I think we're like starting to take the first few steps of wrestling with, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the republic, which it stands. Like right. that, that, you know, that Absolutely. is some Roman stuff. Like, you know, that's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild that 400 or so people, uh, Make the decision for almost like four hundred million. Yeah, people. That's, that's not. That's this country's not. so big. Like <laughs> it's really big. Oh, yeah, really America. Really like ah, uh, y'all want to talk about America for like two or three minutes? <laughs> it's like, it's big. Yeah, it's bigger than it was supposed to be. It killed so many people to get that big. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to like act like that didn't happen. That's really what like a lot of. Right, the it's the illusion season, of it all that right? is that is right. really shocking. Yeah, 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 and like. The, the head heads or tails of it. Like, uh-huh. Hey, go this side of the side. So uh-huh. like, let's talk uh-huh. about our society for real. Huh. If so, you could change it oh, all, oh gosh, <laughs> what Damn is man. one thing? What is one Damn thing? Man. One thing. Or you can also answer this question if you don't want to answer that. Beef with an R and B singer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I yeah, like beef with politics and beef with R and B. So you can. So you have to pick. You could. You could. If you could do both, or you have to pick any R and B singer from any era. And start beef with them for any reason. It does not have to be antagonistic, but we strongly encourage it to be so. Uh, um, and or you can pretend that you have ultimate power to shape society and figure out one tangible thing you would redo or reshape or create for our political system that is uh, so dangerous. Yeah. Well, we were talking about <laughs> school earlier. School. Um, shout out school. Yeah. And then also not shout out school. <laughs> Look in your eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, talking about how school, high school started at seven fifty-five a.m. So oh one one thing that I would change is make talk about too early is make high school not be any school not be eight hours a day and not be starting at seven fifty-five in the morning. Um, sure. I actually think that would change everything. Everything. Um, actually, we should go further than that. I think we should all just make a social agreement to stop it with the early. <laughs> If we all just said like, yo, like we have lights now, right? Like we're not farmers. We don't, we don't need, need to rise. We don't need to sun. do all of that. Yeah. We could all just say, all right, 10 o'clock. 
You, you know, I think actually, I think that's a great idea because I, because then people who are morning people have time to do their own. Go do your thing. Go jog or whatever. Yeah, go on their runs, Think make their how food. Many poems you could write in exactly. That write, or, journal, paint. Or another thing, if we could do this for school too, is that like have it so that people can like come in flexible droves. Oh. You get oh. if, for the first. You know, hours. if you do like showing up yeah. at seven, show up at seven and leave when you can. But like. Everybody shouldn't be, fo- and then it's less yeah. traffic. Oh yeah, that's a great it's idea. Rush hour. That's a good idea. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then you just gauge when pe- people's productivity, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 Tasha for president. Tabulate the results. Based <laughs> on how much they're just getting done. It's definitely got Wow. Okay. Great. Okay, <laughs> great. All right, we fixed it. Just good. <laughs> I think we have time now. I think um, you have to. You have to pick. Oh, um, singer. oh, to, to start beef with. Um, man, I'm so. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't I feel start like you're beef like the least, people. That's why. It doesn't have to be contemporary. It doesn't have to be actual beef. It can, mm. it, you know, it's, it can be in fun or it can get, it can get hot. In the show, you know? Um, maybe, maybe, uh, oh, oh gosh. Uh, uh. It's uh, all right if you don't have one. I'll tell you what. Let me think about it for like 30 You can ask me a question. Fine. I'll think about it for um, a couple of seconds. I also want to make sure we have time. I know you're going to do a couple people. We keep forgetting to do the oh, live performance. Oh, I don't have to. No, I would really, we would, we would really like And I, I feel like the listeners the people. would like it as well. Um, uh, do you want to forego, ergo, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, the... What a the, the, fun episode. <laughs> We are up here tripping. Yeah, it's those damn cubs, man. Oh, oh that's yeah. What, that's what happened. No, it, was too, it was too wild last night. Um, mm. Do you want to do a uh, poem and or a song? Oh, um, sh- yeah. I can. That would right. be cool I can if do you that. want to do it. Yeah. Um, what should I do? Should I do a poem or a song? <laughs> what are you feeling? What are you feeling? You can do both if you want. Uh, I'll do, can, I, can I do a poem? I think I vote yeah. poem. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take your beef for you. Oh, and yeah. say... Jaheem for that bogus uh, double edge baby hair thing he used to do with the line back in the day. He was bogus. For that. Okay, thank you so for uh, taking that on. He just said beef with me. someone else and like it got very in real great. life. Yeah, Jaheem yeah, had yeah, real got, beef. We started we started something here. This RB beef is spilling out to the streets. It's getting real. What's the uh, was getting serenaded? No. What's the what's the poem you're gonna do for us? Um, I'm gonna do. I'll do an, an old poem uh, and I think it's called Dig It but I I don't know I changes I change poem titles every time I do them um, and this one I wrote after watching this uh, this video of uh, Kathleen Cleaver um, and some other Black Panthers talk about how beautiful uh, Black people's hair is uh, shout out to Kathleen uh, okay I hope I remember it all Dig it. Isn't it beautiful? Aren't I beautiful? Don't I just slide right off the tongue? Y'all can't help but sit stunned. That's me. A perfect little rolling bronze baby. 23 years of meticulously molded, molten magic. Ain't I just fantastic? I got melanin enough. Enough to snatch gold out of these sunbeams and tuck it under my blood. Rushing ruby leaking onto the earth in little shimmering puddles. Can you spot all that daylight I contain? I am so strong. 
I'm so strong. I've lifted years of ignorant questions and unwavering stares onto both my shoulders and let them just sit there for a while. I'm so strong. I could tell you what four years at a predominantly white college feels like. I'm so strong. Still second place to my mom. I got a question, though. Is it wrong that I still get scared, still sometimes ponder the possibility that maybe all of this don't mean much? Is it wrong that I still got a clutch in my heart every now and then? Remember what breathing is supposed to feel like, what hope is supposed to look like. Catch me tongue-tied, catch me snot-dripping, stubble-legged, tangled knot stuck in that corner over there crying over my phoniness, over my white friends, over an entire future of undecided hurts camped at my doorstep, licking my toes. Even I get caught up in these little blues. Even I know too well the shove of hard truth and the inevitable grip of pain like a first language. The weight I can't contain kicks me in the gut every single day. And still, I gotta find a way to tell myself I love you, to tell the world I'll commit to you. So find me tomorrow in the morning with a fistful of courage and a fistful of rage, and a brother like a bulldozer, a brother like an ocean wave, a mother like a catch in your breath. Find me tomorrow, waged into war. You're waging war for every black and brown hero ever killed for the burden of their own glory, waging war against every system steeped in centuries of hate, because I know I can. And when you find me, Goddess of moon and sun marked with mystery, moving prophecy. You won't be able to avoid the temptation of my radical flare as I run past you so fast, so quick, even the rain can't touch me. Maybe you will hear the whoosh of my skirt and feel something start to grow in the bottom of your tummy. That's that. I told you. I told you. She was Roselle. Wow. I was like, so my, when you start, first of all, that was beautiful. Thank you. Second of all, when you started, I was still in like Jaheem beef mode. And then you said something, I can't even remember what the line was. And I was like, oh, I need to like, because that, that was so beautiful. Thank oh, you for thank sharing you. that with us. Thank you. I'm so glad I was able to put you in Jaheem beef mode. <laughs> also, shout out to moms. We did not, shout out to I moms. feel so bad. Like, I love your mom. I wish we could talk oh, to her. I love my mom. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Mom. She definitely deserves a shout out. <laughs> Jenny Beats. Shouts to her. That sounds mm-hmm. like a producer name. Like she needs like a producer drop. Mm-hmm. Your songs. That was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can the people find your music, your art, your spirit? Or just you to say hello. Uh, <laughs> true. So on the internet, um, you can find shout me out to on the internet. SoundCloud. Yeah, shout out to www.soundcloud.com um, I have my music on there I'm called Tasha on there I think if you t- search Tasha Chicago or Tasha Divine Love which is the name of my EP you can find it um, all of my all of my other handles are at Wow Tasha Wow that's easy to remember Wow Tasha Wow that's so um, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter all of that um, and in the world you can find me at the BRP100 office a lot of the time. Um, Responding to emails. Yeah. Yeah. Schedule I've heard your Twitter name in that voice before. <laughs> it's like so exciting. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. It's how people remember, you know? <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. This was Thank fantastic. you so much. Uh, we'll be back next week with another strong voice from Chicago and beyond. Uh, bye. Much love to the people. Yeah. Peace. Hey, Dame. What's up, Kiss? I want you to meet my friend Miriam here. Hey, Miriam. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Miriam is my oldest friend in the world. The whole world. And she is a 
devoted podcast listener. Are you? I am. Oh, well, that's love. I don't even just, I don't mean our podcast. I just mean podcasts in general. Okay. I love podcasts. How, how do you usually find your podcast? What do you listen to them on? <sighs> the iTunes mm. app. Yeah, I know. Very basic. You're not thrilled with it? It isn't the best. Well, the good news is we actually have a recommendation for you. Oh, yeah? Well, Ergo is sponsored by Overcast. It's an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. Man, it's for the people. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it free in the app store where you get all the other things. That yeah. You're going to yeah. check it out? Sounds amazing. Cool. We won you over. Look how effective this ad is. <gasps> yeah. Pay, pay us more money, folks. <laughs> that's that's advertising in action. You see? Works. <laughs> see, that's how good we are at selling things. We're doing this. Hey, yo, Harold, hit me up, man. I am an advocate and I can market your stuff because look how great we just marketed Overcast. We just gave an ad for them and an ad for us. I think it's time to get the fuck out of here. Let's do it. <laughs> 